Amanda wrinkled her nose. The room smelled of men and smoke, soap and sweat. Except for the smoke, it wasn't an unpleasant odor. On the far wall, opposite the door she'd entered, a framed copy of the firefighter's prayer hung slightly askew, droplets of water beating on the glass cover. Next to that, a plaque reading Always Loved, Never Forgotten listed local firefighters who had died in community service. Amanda drew a shaky breath and crept inside. The prayer drew her, and she found herself standing in front of it, reading words she already knew by heart. Enable me to be alert, and hear the weakest shout, and quickly and efficiently to put the fire out. She touched the glass covering those incredible words, wiping away the moisture. She dropped her hand and turned away, troubled as always whenever she remembered. With self-taught discipline, she shook off the familiar feelings and surveyed her surroundings. The locker room and connecting showers appeared empty, but she knew he was in there. The watchman had told her so, had even given her permission to go in, smiling all the while, ready to conspire with her to get their most infamous lieutenant to finally cooperate. Behind her in the main rooms, she heard firefighters talking, laughing, as the new shift arrived and the others headed home. They were a flirtatious lot, sometimes crude, always macho and fun-loving, to counteract the heavy responsibilities of their jobs. They were also in prime condition, lean and hard, thanks to rigorous physical training. They all looked good, and they all knew it. With only one exception, they were willing, even eager, to help her out with the charity calendar by posing for various months. The money they made selling the calendar would benefit the local burn institute. Amanda hoped none of the men came in behind her. It was past time she and Josh Marshall got things settled. Since the start of the project, he'd refused to take part and even avoided her whenever she tried to convince him— he even failed to return her calls. The man was bullheaded and selfish, and she intended to tell him so, but she didn't want an audience. Confrontations were not her thing. In fact, she avoided them whenever possible. He wouldn't let her avoid this one. Much as she hated to admit it, she needed Josh Marshall— she needed him to understand the importance of what she hoped to do, and then she needed his agreement to take part in her newest charity effort. While it was true all the men looked good, Josh Marshall looked better than good. He looked great, sexy, hot. He'd make the perfect Mr. November and the perfect model for the cover. They'd use him in advertising in local papers, bookstores, and on the web. One way or another, Amanda intended to get his agreement today. A muted sound, like the padding of bare feet on wet concrete, reached her ears. She turned, and there he stood, all six feet plus of him. Casual as you please, a man without a care, he leaned in the doorframe, his blonde hair was wet, his muscles were wet, and the skimpy towel barely hooked around his lean hips was wet. Slow rivulets of water dripped over his chest and through his body hair, slinking down his rigid abdomen and into the towel. 
he had his arms and ankles crossed. The towel parted, and one bare, hairy thigh was exposed all the way to the lighter skin of his hip, up to the insubstantial knot in the towel. It wouldn't take much more than a very tiny tug to remove that towel. She'd seen him in his lieutenant's uniform. She'd seen him hot and sweaty, fresh from a fire. And she'd seen him relaxed, sitting around the station, on duty but not occupied. She'd never seen him mostly naked, and it was definitely an eye-opener. Amanda stood a little straighter and met his gaze. She had to tip her head back because he stood so much taller than she did. At only five feet four inches, she was used to that and refused to let it bother her now, just because the man was mostly naked and trying to bother her. She said, Lieutenant Marshall, 